1: Hello and welcome to the complete guide to everything—a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom, and
2: I'm Tim.
1: Tim, you're you're slow on setting the timer. I know.
2: Uh, you asked me if uh, I was.
1: Otherwise, we'd be here for five hours blabbering if yeah. if you didn't time us.
2: Little inside baseball. As we start the recording every week, I start a stopwatch to make sure we don't do one minute more <laughs> than we're contractually that is obligated. absolutely
1: necessary. Yeah. I don't we... know why we signed those contracts. <laughs> I don't know who we signed them for. I don't know. It was just a man. He looked professional. He had a briefcase. He was like, please sign here. And he did that thing where he put uh, the little red sticker where you have to sign. It was like, ooh, very professional. Yeah.
2: I need to get those stickers, just put them on things.
1: I want to start signing my name as an ex like they do for people like that- Like an
2: illiterate person <laughs> from the 1910s? Yeah.
1: Okay. Because nobody can stop me. Yeah. My signature, I don't know about you, is degraded so much over time.
2: I worry about that. Not because right? that, Like, I'm not going to be
1: able to get back into my bank account if they ever are like, you know what, actually, sign your name, and we're going to compare it against uh, the signature you provided us 20 years ago.
2: Yeah, that's the thing with uh, voting. Yeah. A lot of absentee oh, yeah, ballots- yeah. They have these knuckleheads uh mm. coming or like partisan hacks. Yeah. And they they uh, confirm that it's your signature, mm. uh, if you if you're voting absentee. And a lot of them just get like thrown out oh, just 'cause, cause like, it's, oh, like yeah. subjective. it's like Jeepers, creepers. I signed that when I was eighteen years yeah. old and I was like, oh, my civic duty, let me really uh, every time when I go to and... vote,
1: I, you have to sign, at least in New York, you have to sign your name, and it's right next to that signature, your first signature. And every yeah. year, I'm like, what? That was how I used to sign it. Let uh, me try and do that again. I was going by Timmy back then. <laughs> yeah, little Timmy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With uh, hearts over the eyes. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, how are you doing this week?
2: I'm doing good. I t- Full disclosure, I can't really draw a heart. What? They're, they wind up too narrow, too oh, skinny. Oh, I could see that for you. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a wide berth when I- You've
1: got like a real tall style of writing.
2: I got a tall and tight, that's what and they call tall. It.
1: Yeah, you got a real tall and tight style yeah. of writing.
2: It's uh, the opposite of my uh, body type.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little and loose. <laughs> um. Uh, what did I ask? Oh, how you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: doing fine. I don't know. I'm concerned about my- signature we'll right. say okay
1: mm. how are you doing this week uh i'm doing good tim i was thinking last night i was taking a trip down memory lane well i have to- told you about all these uh weird youtube channels i watch yeah the joe rogan experience <laughs> the joe rogan i mean i get recommended those an insane amount and yeah if, they
2: know what you like
1: and if they're taught well they know that if it's something about aliens or bigfoot or whatever like or the a intellectual click, dark web <laughs> um but uh, uh, PC
2: culture and how it's <sighs> ruining everything.
1: No, I like PC culture.
2: I'm fine with it. Yeah,
1: uh, fine with it until I get canceled. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And then I'll start touring as uh the, the a canceled guy. Maybe
2: getting canceled would be the best thing that could happen. Financially, to us. it'd probably be great. Yeah, because yeah, like we're <laughs> being ourselves and. You know, free reign. Yeah, has been
1: like yeah. middling success. Maybe if we at become best. a cause. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> really start uh, yeah, rabble rash- routing.
1: Start, really start ratcheting up that Patreon <laughs> once we can start saying uh, people are trying to assault our free speech. <laughs>
2: exactly. Well, go to low rent comedy clubs in yeah. sixth tier cities. <laughs>
1: um. I so last night I was falling down a rabbit hole watching uh, uh, a bunch of videos about laser disk technology and cool VHS cool. technology very cool. It was very cool. I didn't know why laserdiscs failed as hard as it did.
2: Because they were too big. They looked no, like yeah. records mixed with CDs, and people thought it was unnatural.
1: No, th- that wasn't why. I mean, that was part of it—that they weren't as portable. You know, if you went to your friend's house with a with a disc as opposed to a VHS tape, you know, there's one you could just stuff in a jacket pocket, and one that you have to hold under. I mean, your, you could
2: hold a vinyl record too, but it wasn't as fragile, right? Uh I don't think it they just were necessarily fragile.
1: Yeah. Like well, when
2: I was a kid also I was like you better be real careful with the CD. Well I
1: was going to say we were only exposed to laser discs in school. Yeah. And they were like if you if any of you even dream of touching this
2: thing. Like, Yeah, we get it, Mr. DeCanio. <laughs> Enough. Stop yelling <laughs> at us about it.
1: But understandably, because it was like the one expensive thing our school had. Yeah. It was like I, one laser displayer and a handful of educational laser discs. I bet discs. those
2: educational, la- I bet they got hosed by Oh, by I the bet they were hundreds company. of dollars. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I totally get them being like, nobody can even go near these things. Yeah. Uh, but like I don't think-
2: Grubby prints all over it, you- Acne ridden teenage boys. <laughs> hey, Stop touching it.
1: Uh, you're getting all your oils on it yeah. and your hormones. Oh, man.
2: I was just oozing oils when <laughs> I was a teenager.
1: Kind of oozing oils now. Oh, all right, I don't want to hear about
2: it. Essential oils. Tom. <laughs> oh,
1: you've, you've. I'm always spritzing. You've gotten with the times.
2: Yeah, I'm spritzing. I'm moisturizing.
1: I almost got a uh, an air diffuser, not an air. What do they call them? An oil diffuser. Yeah. Recently, I don't know why I was like, yeah, that's a good thing. I should have that. And then I thought about it. I was like, why do I need that? I don't.
2: I don't think it's a bad thing to have. I just no. don't like when you walk into a Muji and they have like five of them going. Yeah, and, and you get like, all the mixed
1: up smells. Yeah,
2: and it's just too strong. Yeah. I, I, I think a nice low level diffusers a, a, a great addition to any home.
1: Now, what's the difference between that and a Glade plug-in if you, boil, if you really get down to it?
2: that That infuses the... There's water in it, so it's kind of like a humidifier, as I understand. There's it. There's
1: water in the oil. No, there's water. As I understand there's it, water... water and oil don't mix.
2: I know, and that's that's what this that's what this is banking on. <laughs> okay. No, no, I think it heats up the. It's it's kind the of like glade. a humid uh, a humidifier. No, this is the, the the diffuser. Okay. And then it filters that through the oils into the air. Is that what a humidifier
1: soon? is, heating up the water. I think so. No idea. I Have no idea how it gets a water else, out of How else would there. it be? I don't. I thought Gee, maybe it, it spins it real quick,
2: like a like a sprinkler.
1: Yeah, like spins it so quick that it turns into
2: mist. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because we have a because the water a, isn't
1: hot when it comes. The the vapor isn't hot.
2: Sometimes it is. There, there's there's hot water, but we have a uh, in, in my house. Mm-hmm. We have a a, a cold water. Yeah, vapor. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, how the hell does that work? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm not even talking about that. The, the, okay. The, the Glade plug-in yeah. is like a bar of soap <laughs> that they attach to a plug, and it just melts that like real disgusting smelling bar of soap. Yeah. Until it fills your house. That's not bad either. Or it's like liquid dial soap. Uh-huh. Uh, that it just boils and
1: <laughs> slowly boils. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I like... don't
2: like the Glade
1: Corporation. You don't like the f- the fresh linen plug in? Smells like fresh linen it's right off the much. line. It's
2: too much. They wanna they want their Glade wants their smells to overtake uh, the,
1: every, uh every other every smell.
2: facet of your life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually now I'm thinking about it. I do have a Glade plug-in. And I've never had it plugged in for like more than an hour because then it just becomes like overwhelming. Yeah, it's like I'm getting a headache from the smell.
2: Yeah, maybe you're supposed to live in a dang mansion,
1: right? Yeah, that's who the Glade Corporation yeah, if you have is.
2: Thirty-five foot ceilings, yeah. then They then should it sell. Smells normal in there.
1: Ones ones for New York City apartments where it's just like a little teeny guy. Yeah, and just puts out a little suggestion we of should a smell.
2: Start that, and also it'd be real cheap to make because it would be yeah. small. I
1: think they're real cheap to make regardless. Yeah. But then what's an oil diffuser? What's the difference then?
2: What? I told you, the water goes through the oil and but it, it bo- mists it. boils. the
1: water goes through the oil? Yeah. So you have to put water in an oil diffuser, not just the oil? I
2: think so. Huh. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is I don't like that stuff, and I don't like when people like candles um, because I'm afraid... Every time I smell a new smell that I'm not expecting to smell, I think I'm having a stroke.
1: Well, one time you're going to be right.
2: I know. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I always have to be like, did somebody light a candle in here? <laughs> oh, okay, good. Thank God. Because in like before I confirm that a candle has been lit, like in my office or something. Yeah.
1: In uh, your office? What a new age office you're in. Yeah, work. People, be... <laughs>
2: people have candles in the oh. office. I... Uh listen. I don't want to be the guy that goes to HR all the time, but guess what? Uh, I'm, I'm becoming that guy. But because uh I immediately start to panic. It's like, oh this is a stroke. And then I start to like I convince myself that some that I'm having an episode and I start to get dizzy and stuff. And then I'll be like, oh no, that she just that lady just lit a candle. Everything's fine. Everything snaps back into place and back to work, Tim.
1: Uh Yankee
2: candles? Yankee candles. I think it's more kind of upscale. There are all these more candle- upscale than Yankee Candle. Yeah, there are there are these candle brands that uh, people will say the name of it. I go, oh right, and just to pretend like I'm high class and <laughs> up, I know up these with things.
1: Candle brands. <laughs> yeah, I that the the last time uh, me and you and a bunch of other people like went to a house for a weekend just just to hang out just to chill just
2: to chill not to kill anybody um not to commit a murder
1: no did an accident happen and somebody died yeah but that has nothing to do with it
2: maybe but if that did happen we'll be taking that to the grave thank you <laughs> right and maybe and if an somebody accident steps out of happen. line
1: maybe the person just ran away and that's why they're missing exactly um uh, one of my favorite things to do when, when we go upstate or anything like that is uh, go to Walmart because mm-hmm. there are no Walmarts in New York City. and I almost bought so many candles at Walmart just because they were cheap. <laughs> it was like, oh you, I get to use some candles. This
2: is why you shouldn't be allowed in stores or on the internet because you'll buy things
1: if they're cheap.
2: if they're cheap.
1: Yeah, I'll think to myself, what if I want this one day?
2: I've been at like rest stops with you, and you'll buy insane candies or chips that you don't even want, and you're just like, it was 99 cents. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: good. That's better than spending my money on expensive things. I spend it on a lot of (laughs) (laughs) small, frivolous things. Mm
2: -hmm. Fluttered, weird hoarder house.
1: I was going to say, though, uh, the reason why I brought this up was I was thinking about... uh, th- So what it boils down to the reason why VHS beat Laserdisc mm-hmm. was that VHS in the beginning was just sold on the idea of, hey, you can tape things off TV, yeah, which you couldn't do before then, which is hard to even remember, that if you want to watch a show, you had one shot at it, and you had to be home.
2: God, I long for those days
1: i don't know if you do everything on demand
2: stinks well having this much stuff is it's a paradox of of choice and also it's the same thing with uh with uh music i can't get into a dang album because if by the middle of the second song i'm just like and this isn't immediately perfect to me yeah there's a million other things i can listen to um, I just want to be forced to be like, hey, it's eight thirty. You have three options.
1: <laughs> well, so along those lines, and Tim, we're not that old that we're from like pre-cable, and there were only three channels.
2: Um, when I was a kid, when like I, I, there were only a few channels I was allowed to watch right. when I was like well, four or different. five.
1: Yeah. yeah, but back then cable was different too. They they weren't allowed to say shit and show butts.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: cable was still like pretty safe. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking Tell about that
2: to my mom who wouldn't let me watch you can't do that on television on Nickelodeon. Yeah, well, that would have
1: turned you into even more of a monster than you are today. It
2: would have been, I had all those uh oils coming out of me when I was a teenager, <laughs> I would have been uh covered in slime as well.
1: <laughs> um, it, but it got me thinking about recording things, and I remembered, Did you ever do this? Like, I would do this pretty regularly, where uh, like as a teenager. I would record like MTV, like Liquid Television or whatever. Mm -hmm. That
2: show was never good to me. uh, Yeah, it was never good, but
1: they'd be some butthead sometimes. Yeah, but like I would just record like a night of MTV programming and then like watch that sometimes. Watch it like front to back. Not watch one show. Just be like, you know what? I wish MTV nighttime programming were on right now. Well, I can make that happen. And I'll watch this that's this cool episode of uh, this episode of 120 minutes for the like millionth time.
2: That's a that's a streaming service for yeah. you. Oh, oh, I should start
1: streaming those old tapes.
2: Man, if you could get the MTV archives, I mean, yeah. this might only appeal to me and eight other people. <laughs> right. But if I could relive MTV, like night uh, like a night of MTV from 1996 yeah with
1: like the old commercials there's probably a YouTube channel out there yeah, that that's has true. this stuff
2: yeah I would I would pay for that so I would cancel Netflix and get that <laughs> and be like okay I don't have to like figure out what, what I'm I'm just gonna be like hey what's on oh MTV cool yeah. oh nice Uh, you know the, the cranberries video <laughs>
1: Uh, do you think you'd have to slather yourself in oil to get uh, back in the same mind frame?
2: Yeah, I'd do that. I'd order uh, a pizza. I, I would eat pizza a lot in the nineties.
1: <laughs> you eat pizza a lot now? Not a lot. I think you eat pizza more now than you did in the nineties. Now you have more money, and it's easier to order pizza.
2: Guess what? My parents were fitting the, footing the in the bill back then.
1: But your parents were. If you were watching MTV at nine o'clock at night, you could not be like, I want pizza."
2: Uh, sometimes <laughs> what on like a Friday night, if my parents were going out, and I was like 12 years old, yeah, they'd uh, like, and I had friends over or something, uh-huh. they'd leave 20 bucks for a pizza,
1: yeah. I do remember that now. I remember not 12, we weren't friends yet, but yeah. I remember being at your house, and it was like, my mom left me money for pizza, and be like, yeah.
2: You were kind of a bully back then. Is that the only reason you hung out? It's like, oh, we'll get pizza at Tim's house, Yeah, hey, Timmy's house.
1: Hey, Timmy. Timmy's parents probably left him a, a cool 20 for pizza. Let's go eat it. The, the pizza, not the money.
2: Fair play. Tom, mm-hmm. this week we're talking about a man. Mm-hmm. A uh, movie man. Yeah, some say a magic man. Mm. Magic man. A fan of magic. Was he ever on a David Blaine special? I don't think so.
1: I don't know if he is a fan of magic. Mm.
2: I bet Leo introduced him to David. Oh, Blaine. Oh yeah, Leo's
1: a fan of magic. Him yeah. and he and David Blaine go way back. Yeah,
2: uh, we're talking about Brad Pitt this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the set of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, do you think Leo brought David Blaine to to wow his new friend Brad? I think that. Uh,
1: Leo's oh, because Leo was in the movie.
2: I could see him
1: doing that, and I could see Quentin Tarantino getting real mad.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I could see Quentin Tarantino and David Blaine being buds, like yeah. really the yin and the yang.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see them being like a Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, where Quentin does all the talking and David Blaine is he's just doing just sleight of hand <laughs>
2: cards and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: I'd watch that show too.
2: Yeah. Those are two guys, Quentin Tarantino and David Blaine, who like, I really like both of them, but I find both of them insufferable in many, <laughs> yeah. many different ways. Oh, yeah. And their work. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I I
1: simultaneously love and hate everything they do. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Well, hey, maybe we could uh, get a double act. Maybe that's what uh, Quentin Tarantino will do in retirement. Maybe just hang around with uh, David Blaine. You'll see him in the the background of when David Blaine is doing his specials for like it's like Morgan Freeman is yeah. watching him do a card trick and Queen and Tarantino's
1: is rifling through his record collection in the background or something. Yeah, it's well,
2: like oh cool. Actually, David Blaine got really weird. like I feel like now it'll be like hey uh, David Blaine, uh, you know magic. Unleashed or whatever they mm-hmm. call it, he would call it something even cooler than that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, oh, hey, Jared Kushner, pick a, pick a card, any <laughs> hey, card. Anyway, remember when David Blaine uh, had that special, and it was like uh, him doing a card trick to George W. Bush, but it was like. Filmed at some weird—it was like a Chinese, Chinese
1: boardroom, yeah—and it was filmed in a way that looked like a hidden camera, yeah. And George W. Bush goes, "He got my, he got my watch." <laughs> he stole the the former president's watch. William
2: Bradley Pitt, <clears throat> Tom—he just celebrated a birthday about a month and a week ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> about six weeks ago. By the time this airs, yeah. Uh, do you know what? Uh, wh- uh, how old this man is? He's 56. He is. And does that bum you out a little bit?
1: Uh, no, because
2: like, he's been
1: around for a long time. He it does, maybe at first blush, but then when you think about it, it's like, oh, that guy's been around
2: since. He's been a hunk since the 80s. Yeah, you want to know what's depressing and to it? And he wasn't like a it?
1: boyish hunk in the 80s. He was like he a was. man. Yeah. But he was like a man. It wasn't like, oh, I want to. You know, he's so cute. It was like, no, he's like a, a a dang
2: hunk. Yeah. I think the main thing about getting older that bums me out
1: Is the inevitable death that follows?
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I think about that a lot, like, well, how's it gonna actually happen, right? right. But (laughs) really- We
1: talked about that a few weeks ago, about how we both imagined our last words would be, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) No, 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 you misunderstood. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I had this
1: dream a few, I know you don't like hearing about dreams, but I had this dream a few months ago where I was driving way. No, I was in a car and the driver was driving way too fast and drove off the edge of a cliff. And it was the most realistic dream. And I was just in the car as it's like flying through there, just going like, oh, there's no uh, that, for a half second being like, maybe we'll be. No, we're not going to be OK. I'm going to die. And it was horrible. That's how I don't want to die driving off a cliff.
2: Okay. Much well,
1: like Thelma and Louise. That's
2: exactly uh, starring our friend uh, William Bradley Pitt. Billy Pitt. No, no. The thing about getting old mm-hmm. is that um, when y- people you remember being young but older than you right. when you were like a kid mm-hmm. um, are now turning into like old people. Yeah. Like I remember- <laughs> and like,
1: oh, I'm not that far behind, huh?
2: Yeah. And it's like, I remember- entertainment tonight in the early 90s like when Thelma and Louise came out mm-hmm. it was like young hunk Brad Pitt uh, yeah. new on the scene And it's like oh I remember when this guy was a young hunk and now he's like an elder statesman of <laughs> an elder of hunk <laughs> an elder hunksman
1: <laughs> um yeah I mean I I talked about last week I, I don't think I don't know if I mentioned this but uh uh, was it last week, the week before, uh, going to see the Harry Potter play. Yeah. And it really bummed me out because uh, at some point, like uh, Harry, Hermione, and Ron all mentioned that they're 40 years old. And I'm like, they have teenage kids. And I was like, oh, I guess I could have a teenage kid technically. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, forty's not that old. And then I'm like, for the, up for my entire life up until a few years ago, 40 was the oldest you could be. <laughs> <laughs> Up until a few years ago, you said? Yeah. Like, a few years ago, 40 was impossibly old. And it's only now that I'm uh, approaching it that I'm like, yeah, it's not that
2: old. Yeah. You tell yourself a lot well, of things.
1: Well, and then I also think, like, ah, it's not that old. I still feel great. I'm like, I don't feel great at all. I feel <laughs> terrible all the time. Um, Do you really feel terrible all the time? No, not all the time. I've felt good recently, but... uh. I don't bounce back from things nearly yeah. as quickly. That's really the big difference.
2: Here's what I think happened to us. Mm-hmm. We uh, really went to shit in our 20s. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? But we could we could handle it. Right. Because we we were uh, yeah, in our the 20s. Yeah, body of a 20-year-old. Yeah. Um, and then the 30s, our 30s hit, uh-huh. not the 30s. Right. Our 30s. And we continued being shitty
1: for for longer than was necessary
2: and and we're just like oh no now we feel shitty yeah and it took us a while and i think we're both on the upswing here of taking care of ourselves and being adults yeah because i feel better than i did like three years oh yeah
1: yeah i would say that it's all i feel like it's only been very recently that i've been able to like correlate things to other
2: things (laughs) right (laughs) when you feel bad and like you think about like well what did i eat or do today that might contribute to this yeah
1: or how many times i'm like god i'm so freaking tired and not realize well you only slept five hours last night that's probably why you're tired but five hours when you were 25 it's like
2: yeah like a heavy sleep night right it's like
1: you've only slept five hours and you've put garbage into your body of course you're tired Anyway, Brad
2: Pitt. Brad Pitt. A guy um,
1: do you think that guy's ever felt like garbage? Yeah. Yeah, probably because he was like a real heavy drinker for a while there.
2: Yeah. He's you know what? I think Brad Pitt seems like a real person. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise doesn't seem like a real person.
1: Uh he does, but he's just like a terrifying person that you never want to meet for real. Right. But then if you did but I'm saying that, but if I ran into Tom Cruise tomorrow, I would be back here saying, you know who's the nicest man I've ever met? Tom Cruise. And that's what's so scary about him. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm going to his house this weekend to do some gardening.
2: Oh, after you met him. This after is the I hypothetical. <laughs> right. you, you delivered that and you looked at me as if uh that was a, a uh, true statement.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a very good actor, much like Brad Pitt. Uh
2: two things about Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Number one, he should be my least favorite actor.
1: Based on what? How handsome he
2: is? No, because his trademark is in his uh in scenes he's always eating while he talks. Yeah, it's a good actor. He's always like, uh, like eating an apple.
1: Right. Oh yeah, and you have uh, misophonia or whatever. Yeah,
2: misophonia, and he's just like, All right. And it's like, but I'm just uh, god damn it if I'm not like. Man, this, this casual yeah. man really speaks to me.
1: I mean, you like it when Bugs Bunny does it.
2: No, I hate it. <laughs> That's the number one reason why I can't stand Bugs Bunny. Yeah, number one reason. There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> it's a long list. And uh, it's uh, number one is tied. Yeah, I, oh, man, I hate Bugs Bunny so much. Really? Yeah. Ah, he's the best. I know. He's. A, you know what the thing is? He's a stinker.
1: Right. Yeah, he's the best until he turns his uh, wit on you,
2: and that's the thing, Tom. You're like, oh, he's great, and like you're one of these oh, guys I'm that like doesn't a- realize nobody. Uh, th- and I'm like a
1: classic Bugs Bunny foil. He'd be running circles <laughs> exactly. around. Exactly.
2: Um, also, Brad Pitt always seems like he's on the verge of getting canceled. Like at any point, mm-hmm. you bring up Brad Pitt, and I'm expecting for everybody in the room to just be like. What you like that piece of shit? Yeah, but no, he's he's more beloved at this moment than ever. Well, before. he went
1: through a minute there because he was having a messy divorce from uh, Angelina Jolie, and yeah. she accused him of uh, having a drinking problem and and being uh, uh, I don't know if she accused him of being physically abusive. I don't know, but and emotionally like, abusive. Yeah, for that sure. never.
2: I don't know. I don't follow that
1: stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way I feel with it, where it's like, oh, how do we feel about Brad Pitt? I haven't really been keeping up. Yeah. <laughs> I know th- he was a drunk, and that seemed real bad, but maybe his PR
2: took care of that. <laughs> but Arthur was a drunk, and we love him. That's true. <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> what? I've never seen Arthur. Have you ever no, seen Arthur? No, of course not. <laughs> You're not a big Dudley Moorhead? Mm-mm. Uh, can I say one thing, Tom? What? And I'm just gonna address. You know what? I think
1: this has been why he's why people feel better about him because a, I he kicked drinking. Uh, but b, he keeps having these uh these run-ins with Jennifer Aniston, Jen, and we all know Jennifer ben Aniston, Jen. ben, Jennifer Aniston has uh, Brad and Jen. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston has been desperate for a husband for the last 20 years. Tom,
2: don't say that. That's not true.
1: That's what I read in the newspapers.
2: Stop it. That's that's awful. She's not. Jen Aniston then is- Then why can't she keep a man? Tom, shut up. <laughs> She's a delight. And the morning show wasn't as bad as everybody said. Did you watch it? I watched the first two episodes. Oh,
1: okay. No, um, I mean, that. Well, that's why I've heard that uh, like, uh, the critics panned it, but that uh, a lot of people are like, nah, it's good, I like it.
2: Well, no, it's not good, and I didn't like it, but- I
1: heard it got better in later episodes. That's fine.
2: Yeah, maybe. Look, not everything has to be good. You can yeah. watch bad things all the time. Uh-huh. That's what I do. Uh, Who wants the internet movie database? Amazon? Uh, Amazon, yeah. Amazon? Okay, I'd like to uh address Jeff Bezos.
1: Yeah, he's listening.
2: Hey, hey Baldy, is what I say. <laughs> Uh, or if
1: the Saudi Arabian <laughs> government's listening to this, send it to them.
2: <laughs> uh hey uh Chrome Dome, I got a suggestion for you. Or a demand even. <laughs> when you put in a famous actor's name into the search bar and, uh-huh. and their and their profile comes up, don't show me their producer credits first.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not what I I'm, I'm looking up you.
2: Brad Pitt. I looked up uh and before we were talking about Will Ferrell. Yeah. Both of them. I was like Well, Farrell wasn't in this movie. What the hell? Oh, producer?
1: Yeah. Who cares? And nowadays, people know that, yeah, some producers are producing, literally producing the movie, and some producers, it's like, no, they're just a famous person, and they introduce somebody to somebody else and vouch for them, and they get a producer credit.
2: William Bradley Pitt Mm -hmm. founded Plan B and that's like a a production company that like he actually runs and right. does a good job with. Yeah. So but I'm not I'm saying, saying like, like
1: Will Ferrell is, Will Ferrell is a producer on succession. Yeah. And I don't think he's like in the writer's room. No, but given, he's a,
2: he's a producer. Right. His production company did it. Right. But I don't think hmm.
1: he's intimately involved in it.
2: He was probably involved in the, the, the filming, selling but, of it yeah. to
1: HBO. But then after that, I bet he was like, all right, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm sure. out. Yeah, okay. I'll just be cash my check,
2: Where, um, and it's not
1: a bad thing because it's probably like you guys know what you're doing. So you don't need to hear from old Will. Ferrell. I feel like
2: I, somebody here needs to stand up for producers <laughs> while you're just uh, slandering them as 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 do nothing. Tim,
1: you're just trying to join the Producers Guild of America.
2: <laughs> it is my 2020 goal to join a guild of some sort so I can get screeners. For uh, next next year, so year's... not a
1: guild of some sort, a, an entertainment guild, yeah, a, an entertainment industry guild, not because yeah. <laughs> you can't join like the but... steelworkers guild; and they don't get screeners.
2: Yeah, I know. It, yeah, what I what I was saying is maybe a guild that would allow me to get these screeners.
1: The DVD Manufacturers of America Guild.
2: No, they don't even do it through DVDs anymore. They do. Do they?
1: They do it through websites and DVDs. <sighs>
2: I've got so much which is to learn. Ridiculous maybe the guild they- will explain this to me while I'm feeling I up worked with somebody
1: years ago who papers. uh who I don't think was part of a guild, maybe they were, but they got screeners, and this person would just like dump them all on a table and be like, and this is working at a tech company, and they were like, yeah. hey, if anybody wants any of these, they're here, and it's like, oh, there's a dozen people here who know how to rip this and upload it <laughs> yeah. and like get you thrown in jail for this. Yeah, So I understand how that shit still leaks all the time.
2: Yeah, if I started like, if I ever win the lottery mm-hmm. or join a guild that allows me to get Oscar screeners or award season screeners of movies um, none of my friends would know about
1: <sighs> it. You would tell people if you got a uh, uh, lottery, sure. Keep that to yourself. Yeah, but you would tell people if you got screeners because you would brag about. It. You'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I No, because I
2: don't want you being like, "Hey, can Tommy get a taste of this?" No, be like, I'm not no, it'll be on the, it. will uh, be on the dark web. You and your int- <laughs> intellectual dark web friends will have a field well, I day. I want to see what
1: it. the other eggheads think about it.
2: <laughs> eggheads, more like, uh... I don't know. <laughs> Forget it, Tom. Do you know what uh, Brad Pitt's first uh, credited appearance was? No, I don't. His first credit was a film called Hunk. Oh, of course enough. it was.
1: And was he the titular Hunk? He was not. What?
2: He was. I, don't tell me you it know was what? like
1: Edward James Omos or something.
2: Guess what? I said it was his first credited. No, he was uncredited. He was boy at the beach.
1: Oh, a boy at the beach in a movie called Hunk. Huh. Yeah,
2: and you want to know what the plot of Hunk was? What? A computer nerd <laughs> makes a deal with the devil and gets a new beefcake body. Oh, I'd watch that movie. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how come we haven't heard of this movie, Hunk? <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh. It's John Allen Nelson was the was the character of Hunk Golden.
1: Hunk Golden, that was his name. Yeah, I guess so. was that his name after the deal with the devil or before? I mean, one must assume that it's right. But I could also see if he was a boy named Hunk and he wasn't a hunk, he would be desperate to make a deal to become a hunk. Yeah, that checks out. For There's sure. one
2: quote on. IMDB from the movie, (laughs) and it's the character of Hunk Golden, uh, as portrayed by John Allen Nelson, saying, I finally meet a beautiful woman, and she wants me to bomb Pearl Harbor. Talk about romantic. What? What?
1: Later films, Billy cause, Brad, because nobody knows Billy about Bradley. Those I want to go through. I've assemb- assembled a list. I'm going to go from oldest to newest. Not everything's on here, but notable things are on here. And there's probably a couple of notable things that aren't on here.
2: The notable <laughs> films of Billy Bradley,
1: Thelma and Louise, which we already talked about.
2: Yeah, you She's know, he's a hunk in that. That Gina Davis. And uh, a, a great actress
1: and a great archer.
2: Yeah, she still do that. I no, think so. I
1: don't know if she competes. Older now, yeah, right? I don't think she could like competes professionally. It's another anymore. thing, <laughs> Gina Davis isn't old enough to compete professionally in archery. She's
2: too old. Yeah, it's it's sad. I don't it's like sad. that. It's you know, it's it's look, it's a bummer. <laughs> Yo. You're skipping things, Tom. What did I skip? He was on two different episodes of Growing Pains, playing two different characters. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know those
1: episodes. I don't know the characters. You've probably he played. seen them. Yeah, probably. But do I'm... you think you've
2: seen every episode of Growing Pains? Probably not in the later seasons, no, right?
1: Because I remember tuning into later seasons randomly and being like what this show is like semi unrecognizable
2: yeah the six-year-old is now like a he's got a mustache
1: yeah yeah uh what's his name is old benjamin he's older mm-hmm. uh chrissy they age from a baby into like a six-year-old yeah, over a summer yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike moved into the uh the garage, but then he like yeah, but then he moved out of the garage. I think Mm -hmm. so. It's like look, the family's torn apart, and Leonardo
2: (laughs) DiCaprio shows up. Yeah, do you think he was on an episode with uh Brad? Oh, that'd be crazy. Once upon a time in Hollywood, a growing (laughs) pains reunion.
1: uh, somehow a thinly veiled uh, <laughs> recollection of their time on growing pains. Um, yeah. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about movies like Cool World.
2: Cool World. I feel like that film,
1: the poor man's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that's or re- the perverts Who Framed Roger that's Rabbit.
2: That's how I saw it. Um. That's how I uh, perceived of it. Yeah, I've never seen the film, but it has an oddly positive legacy now. Does it? I think all so. all I
1: remember about it is seeing the poster at the mall all the time. And Kim Basinger's cartoon character was named Hollywood, and the like tagline was "Hollywood if she could," and I didn't know what that meant. And even now, I don't really know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, no, it 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 implies something. She would have sex with them, but cartoons can't have sex with Mm. humans, maybe?
2: Now, okay, so it was a movie where the cool world was like a toon world. Yeah. And it was a hard-boiled noir thing, right? Right.
1: Every cartoon human movie is a hard-boiled noir why detective do, story why
2: did it have to be that way i don't
1: know but i mean that's cool world who framed roger rabbit detective pikachu like all these movies that's what they are
2: was cool world meant to be a response or a play on who framed roger rabbit i don't think so
1: because i think it came out like it, it had to have been it in production. like three years yeah. after yeah maybe it was then
2: yeah, I don't know. But uh hey, I'm a big Gabriel Byrne head, so <laughs> Right.
1: Uh he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Mm, too but, scary. But I don't remember it. Then he was in that movie A River Runs Through It, where uh they were fly fishing. And yeah. I think that was America's introduction to fly fishing. Not of course, not everybody in America, but the general pop population's yeah, introduction to Yeah, Some old fly people fishing.
2: with hats, they knew about it ahead yeah. of time. Right. Jack Lemon knew about it.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey, you want to go fly fishing? That's my Jack Lemon. That's a good Jack Lemon. I liked it. Uh, The
2: thing about early time, Brad Pitt. Early time? Early time. Early early career. Mm -hmm. He was in so many boring movies. Yeah. Um, Or boring to me as a child. Mm -hmm. Like Thelma and Louise seems real boring.
1: Yeah, well, it's like a lot of talking. A River Runs Through
2: It, Legends of the Fall, Uh, Seven Years in Tibet, Meet Joe Black. All these movies just seem so goddamned boring. Meet Joe
1: Black wasn't boring. Meet Joe
2: Black was a good movie. Was
1: it? And that was like later.
2: That was 98, yeah. Yeah, that was after like Seven and Twelve Monkeys. Right, so that
1: was after like, I think guys like me and you were like,
2: all right, I think I'm into
1: this guy. And I then remember. he went to see Meet Joe Black, and it was like, nah, he's not being wacky. Did
2: you only go to see Meet Joe Black so you could see the Phantom Men- Me- the Phantom Menace trailer before oh, it? Oh,
1: I forgot about that, that that was attached they to Meet Joe Black. They used that
2: to pump up the, uh, the box office of uh, Meet Joe Black by being like your first- uh, Look your at the new f- Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, exactly.
1: And people would go- and watch the trailer and walk out. Yeah. Because they didn't want to see the movie. Micho, they just wanted to see the trailer. Me Joe
2: Black, for some reason, and I'm going to look this up, but first I'm going to take a guess. hmm I'm going to say that movie was two hours and 50 minutes long.
1: I don't... Nah, they didn't make movies that long back then. Yeah,
2: now every movie is <laughs> that long, but right. that was my two hours and 58 minutes. Wow, that was really? That a
1: three-hour movie. That's insane. In
2: 1998.
1: yeah. Oh, then that's definitely, that had to have been the sell to uh, movie theaters. Like, look, we're going to attach the new Star Wars trailer to it. So you're not going to be able to get as many uh, screenings in per day. But you're going to
2: fill them up. Yeah. They're not going to buy any concessions because they're going to leave right (laughs) away. (laughs) Right. Maybe they'll buy some uh, Sour Patch Kids on the way out. That's the
1: craziest thing to me, how movie times have gotten longer, because I I remember when we were younger- God, this show is just turning into. I remember when we were younger. but yeah, two guess what? Old fucks.
2: That it. That's our. That's our lane. We're just gonna have to choose something and go with it. Um, that's what it is. Two old fucks. Welcome. The the the, uh, the
1: thing was always like, how many screenings can they
2: fit? Yeah,
1: but I guess now. But that was back when there weren't as many multiplexes. Like. Then they started building.
2: God, what we doing here? You're telling me about why people bought VHSs and laser discs. And that had, was back when before the rise of the multiplex.
1: That was back when they had a uh, single screen uh, theater. I'm answers. talking about how
2: depressing it is that our hunks are now uh, oh. elder statesmen. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We're not that old. I'm 37.
1: Yeah it's old. Uh, people people are listening to this right now going, "You think 37's not that old?" Yeah, that's true. Um
2: it ha hey, I'm 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 addressing you uh, guy who just <laughs> guy or gal that just thought, "You think 37 is not old?" It's it's going to be there before you know it. Yeah. It it goes in a, in in a, in a blink of an eye. The, Cherish it now.
1: No, but I was going to say
2: like do all the things that you want to do. <laughs>
1: Like, where we were, it was a relatively small town, and the theaters were very old. Mm -hmm. Like, in some cases, you know, from the pre-50s, pre-World War II theaters, and they had maybe two or three screens. Right. Um, Because I remember when the multiplayer, it was like, oh, this place has like a dozen screens. Awesome. And I think
2: now that's... I'm not going to say what I want to say, but when we're on, I'm like... No, say it. Just how exciting a time it was when that multiplex opened <laughs> and walking through it for the first time. Yeah. And and just... It's it it, like there's a dozen places it was an I can go see amazing experience. In. But Jesus Christ. Remember the... Ma- it sounded like a... Martin Scorsese like uh <laughs> yeah. ugh, the magic of the the cinema when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, movie <laughs> tickets were only a quarter. Mm. Uh all right, uh True Romance. Never saw it. Me neither. Is that a uh that
2: that's penned by
1: uh Quentin. Quentin, right? yeah. But, not but directed, directed
2: by Tony Scott. Yeah. Tony Scott passed away? I think so. Okay, so I won't say bad things about him. Yeah. That eight uh, years ago.
1: <laughs> interview with the Vampire, which we talked about at length in our Patreon, so sign up if you want to know more thoughts about that. <laughs> uh, seven.
2: Seven. Seven was I think like, you mean se, seven and-
1: seven, se, Sevens and yeah. Yeah. Because the V was a seven. Was that uh, always the case?
2: Yeah, but it wasn't- Did they have to name the movie that, or could they have not just- Put, design was the, the poster, stylized that way.
1: poster. Yeah. And I don't believe that they that was spell taken. It
2: everywhere S E, the number seven E N. Yeah. Which is stupid.
1: I don't think that they. I think that was like the poster design, but then somehow that stuck as the way the movie's spelled.
2: Yeah, well, that stinks. Yeah, it does. I stink. wish they didn't do that.
1: But that was the first movie that I remember seeing Brad Pitt in, where it's like, oh, this I like this guy, Brad Pitt. He's not just uh eye candy. Uh sometimes he does movies with graphic violence, which me as a teenager I simultaneously like and am being haunted by.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a haunting movie.
1: Uh then he did Twelve Monkeys, which I didn't understand when I saw it. Oh, but I liked it. Really? You didn't understand it? Not completely. I feel like
2: that would have been a formative movie for you, just in the the entertainment that you like now. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I saw, well, uh, I like uh, La Jetie, the movie it's based on a lot, which is more like a slideshow, to be honest with you. It's talk about a motion picture, not even a motion. It's really? Just stills. What? Yeah. It's a short. I think it's like 26 minutes uh, long.
2: I saw 12 Monkeys in the theater. Mm-hmm. It blew my dang mind. Yeah. It was, it was a... the first time, Uh, you know, there's the reveal towards the end, I guess, of like what's happening right. and who's who. And she's like, oh, no, he was that guy the whole time? Yeah. In the, the... Well, that's on And St. this is a flashback. Yeah. Um, but I also remember only knowing Brad Pitt. I don't think I had seen a Brad Pitt movie up until that point. And all I knew was that he was... A hunk mm-hmm. in the the Thelma and Louise stuff, yeah, and did also boring movies. <laughs> um, Seven wasn't really on my radar. It came right. out the same year. And I saw this, and I was like, "No, this guy's like funny because well, he played a conspiracy the first, theorist, yeah, and he was, he was off in the a rails." Mental institution. And, yeah, and I was like, "This guy, this guy's
1: great. This guy should win awards." That was the first time he like, stretch his acting muscles yeah. in any way. Like, the first time... I mean, even Seven, it was like he's playing a handsome detective. Yeah. Uh, Fight Club.
2: Saw so that that awesome. The twisted in that blew my mind. Right.
1: I mean, we were at the exact right age when that movie came out, yeah. to be like, this is the most insane movie I've ever seen.
2: It's why I smash up a VW bug if I ever see one on the street. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous.
2: Do you remember that thing where... Uh... He uh, had to say, I don't know why he he did this, but you know he wanted to do Fight Club because it was this like anti corporate, yeah, anti consumerist yeah. thing, and it got out that it was his idea to smash up the Volkswagen Beetle, the like because they had oh, just I hadn't heard this. launched
1: that. yeah the new Beetle,
2: and I think the story went that like oh he was just like hey if we're gonna take down consumerist culture, David Fincher let's fucking smash up one of these cars and then he's like i like that we'll put it in and then on the fight club uh the commentary he's like i've since come around uh those cars are actually pretty great and the the <laughs> Volkswagen corporation does a lot of good for the world and like it was clear that somebody got to him there was some kind of legal <laughs> settlement <laughs> right. that was reached and he, and he had to say that publicly somewhere yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: and then f- fast forward a few years, uh, he and David Fincher do a, a Heineken commercial for the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, it's just a movie.
2: What an exciting world we live in.
1: Uh, Snatch, which I still don't think I've seen.
2: I saw it and I didn't understand a goddamn word anybody said in it.
1: Right. I mean, that was famously his character uh, talked in. Uh, was, no, the whole movie. I didn't right, understand any I, of it. But them. especially his character, yeah. you could not understand what he was yeah. saying. Uh the Mexican. With, I remember
2: wanting to see that. With uh, James Gandolfini was in that.
1: Was he? And uh Julia Roberts, Roberts
2: America's Sweetheart. Yeah. Man, my God, top five build here. Brad William Bradley Pitt. Mm-hmm. Julia Roberts, America's Sweetheart, uh Tony Soprano himself.
1: James Gandolfini.
2: James Gandolfini. J. K. Simmons mm-hmm. and Bob Balaban. Who's that? You don't know who Bob Balaban is? I, I'm
1: sure I do, but I don't know the name. It's a character
2: actor? Yeah, hold on. You know him. I'm just going to get this picture up. Uh, everybody look at your screens right now. And Oh, yeah. He played uh, uh, uh,
1: the, the CEO of NBC on uh, Seinfeld and other shows. <laughs> yeah, he did. Littlefield? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spy Game, which I didn't see. Then he was in Friends. With uh, his lover Jennifer Aniston at the
2: time, his wife.
1: Were they married? Yeah, they were married. They got a divorce.
2: I believe so. Um, at the time, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the way that they acted at the Golden Globes? I know. Well, that's, that's whatever, why everybody's
1: the... got you know stars in I their eyes again. I don't
2: know why, because <laughs> I don't care about any of that stuff. Right. The two of them, I'm just. God, Damn it, I'm rooting for them. <laughs> I thought those pictures were beautiful. I read every single clickbait article about it. Yeah, well, it seems like they've
1: both gone through a lot, and they've hopefully both grown as people. <laughs>
2: who cares? They're millionaires who can do whatever they want. They have staffs of dozens to cater to their every desire. We're just like, man, it really feels like. But they've what, been through don't a lot they of have stuff. Tim
1: Love? Yeah. Uh, yeah
2: how is Brad Pitt or Jennifer Aniston supposed to find somebody
1: (laughs) Right, it's hard for them
2: rich impossibly attractive
1: look Ben Affleck had to download a bumble or hinge or whatever guess what Ben Affleck stinks (laughs) how dare you Ben Affleck's a good man
2: He played Batman in two shitty movies. Three
1: shitty movies, sir. (laughs) And now you'll defend him to the death. No, I've always liked Ben Affleck. You know that. Uh, I have a love-hate thing with Ben Affleck.
2: Yeah, I like Ben Affleck, too. It's because he was, uh, uh, because of, uh, mall rats. (laughs)
1: Uh, then after that, Bradley Pitt was in Ocean's Eleven, rejoining Julia Roberts and joining his friend... Clooney.
2: You know what? I recently watched Oceans Eleven for the first time. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand it.
1: Really? I mean it's pretty straightforward.
2: <laughs> I was mostly looking at my phone, I think.
1: <laughs> uh then he was in Troy, which was a big flop.
2: Wait, what happened to uh Confessions of a Dangerous Mind? Oh, he was only in it for yeah, a second. Yeah, he was only in that I think a that was one of uh an early plan B production, I
1: think. Oh, was it? Okay. I think. Yeah, I think Tom, don't sense. quote me I on that. See that.
2: Clooney directing, you, you gotta think that yeah. uh
1: He's gonna go through his friend's company. Exactly. Uh then Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the infamous Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, where I, wish, I broke, wish that movie never happened. But <laughs> broke Jennifer Anson's It's a heart.
2: shame that movie ever happened, but like what a beautiful film.
1: <laughs> I hate what it did to movie. that
2: marriage, but Totally worth it to get that film out of there.
1: Yeah, he and he and uh, Angelina got together while he was still married to Jennifer Aniston, thus breaking her heart and America's heart. It's none of my business. Uh, Oceans Thirteen. After that, they went back to the well again. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Is that slander to call Robert Ford a coward? Um, I mean, he's probably still got family. If I were them, I'd sue. How dare you call my- Gerald Ford. Great, great- (laughs) Gerald Ford is no longer with us either. Uh, Burn After Reading, which I only saw a couple of years ago, and man, what a great movie. Can I
2: tell you something? What? This was Smack Dab, or maybe not Smack Dab in the middle- but this was always seen as a Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers' lesser films, as if yeah. it were like an intolerable cruelty or the Lady Killers, right? And I was always like, no, it's like a quintessential Cohen brother best movie. Yeah, and now with the with the the current administration, we got everybody's like. How prescient! how brilliant this is. Everybody's waking up to it now. Guess what? I was there in 2008 in the theater when everybody was panning it. Yeah. I'm a visionary, Tom. Also, Lady Killers is great. Lady Killers, well... Tom Hanks's accent is great. <laughs> and that's enough. Yeah. Sometimes that's enough. And actually, Tom Hanks's accent is the most often cited reason why that movie sucks.
1: <laughs> but those people are wrong. They are. But then he did uh, Benjamin Buttons.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I uh, never saw that. Tim, you
1: talk about that movie all the time. You've never seen it? It
2: scares me.
1: He ages backwards. I
2: know. That's terrifying.
1: Yeah. So when he was a young man, he looks like Brad Pitt does now. We can go back to that movie now and see how good it was. Wait,
2: when he was a baby, did he look like an impossibly old man? Oh, yeah.
1: It was like this little wrinkled old man.
0: That stinks. Yeah. It stinks Uh, for him.
1: That stinks for us, the viewer. It's not a real disease. You know that, right? I don't know. Aging backwards is not a thing.
2: They made a movie about it. When he dies,
1: he's a little baby.
2: So you know when you're going to die.
1: Yeah, unless you get hit by a car like Meet Joe Black. Mm. Inglorious Bastards.
2: I enjoyed that film. Yeah. I didn't
1: enjoy- His accent?
2: No, I just, uh, his whole storyline wasn't the compelling part for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, th- I thought he was fine in it. Tree of Life. That's a good film.
1: I haven't seen it. And I keep wanting to see it.
2: I think that's one where you'd go over the. You'd be like, "All right, enough <laughs> with the art." Like I that's know that what, you're not one of those guys. Yeah. But there is a threshold that that you would be pushed. No, to. but
1: sometimes I like movies that are just like, yeah, there's just like a weird thing, and it's art.
2: I'll tell you, I liked that movie. Mm-hmm. But there is a museum by me, uh, the Museum of the Moving Image. That does a lot of screenings, and they were yeah. doing a Terrence Malick film festival. Yeah. And so, like, they were playing all his movies on the big screen. And I was like, ah, I really like that movie, Tree of Life. And, and I'm a member, so I could go to the screen. And there were like five screenings of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, not enough to ever watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> Even in like the way it was intended, like 35 millimeter, right. or whatever. So, uh, you know, take that as you will. It's for posers like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's for posers like me to pretend to like. It's that kind of movie.
1: Uh, well, here's a movie that wasn't for posers Moneyball. Yeah. People like that movie. I like that movie. It was a fun movie.
2: You know what? At first, I thought it was slight. Watched yeah. it recently.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a great friggin' movie.
1: Is it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's I've only wonderful. seen it once.
2: He is. I, you, I remember you know thinking how, he was very good in it. I can't judge actors. Yeah. I don't know if an actor is good or bad in a movie, mm-hmm. but that's one of those performances where it's just like, oh no, this is what good acting looks like.
1: Right. What, what did he do that was good? I don't good? know. I can't articulate. He was where eating an like, apple
2: at one point while talking.
1: <laughs> he's like, yeah, how much did that baseball player cost? Yeah.
2: You're like, this is good. Yeah, he's so natural.
1: Uh, World War Z. World War Z. Have you seen that? No. It was good. It didn't follow the book that closely, but it w- and it was one of those movies where they like reached- Mel Brooks wrote the book? Uh, Max Brooks wrote the book.
2: Was it Madcap?
1: No. Like his dad's stuff? It was Albert Brooks' son. No. He's Mel Brooks' son?
2: I think so. Oh, I think he's Albert
1: Brooks' son.
2: No, because Albert Brooks' last name, it's really Einstein.
1: Oh, that's true. I
2: don't
1: think he's Mel Brooks' son.
2: What's his name? Max, Max Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. The, uh, the number one thing that I hate on podcasts that I listen to <laughs> is when they start arguing about something uh, that they, uh, he is the son of actress Anne Bancroft and director, producer, writer, and actor, Mel Brooks.
1: Huh. I thought it was Albert Brooks. And then,
2: <laughs> first of all, it's obvious, but the next line in his Wikipedia, uh, his father is Jewish. <laughs>
1: Wait, you're telling me Mel Brooks is Jewish?
2: I, uh, apparently. Huh. Thank God for. Uh... How come he
1: never talks about that? Um, World War Z was one of those movies where they like reshot the third act. Yeah, and it worked. Like, I think that's why they continue to like reshoot half of movies because this was like one, one... T-
2: in 2011. It worked one yeah, time. It was, yeah, it was
1: like one of the first times they did it and it worked. And apparently, like, saved the movie. And made the movie much better. Right. So now they do it for every movie. Uh, Twelve Years a Slave, uh, which I haven't seen, and I don't think he's like a huge part in
2: that. No, I think that was a, a, a like bit a cameo role. type yeah. thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, oh no, that's not the next one. I was well, I'll just say this one. Uh, another cameo s type role is uh, he's in Deadpool two, mm. which is a pretty funny cameo because it's a uh, a. Uh, 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 Superhero that's invisible, and he's invisible the whole time. And then when he dies, it's because he like falls into a uh, power line, and when that happens, he turns uninvisible. And it's Brad Pitt. So the joke is like, this is Brad Pitt the entire time. Was
2: it his voice the whole time?
1: Uh, I don't think he talked. (laughs)
2: Uh, Was he eating an apple at any point? Was there just like an apple? No, he was just going.
1: I mean, he was being electrocuted, so he's
2: going.
1: uh that's pretty funny yeah uh fury did you see fury i
2: didn't where
1: it's a bunch of guys in a tank
2: i'm a, I'm a tank the tank stuff makes me feel claustrophobic tanks and submarines no thank you
1: yeah that you would not like this because yeah it's a bunch of guys in a tank and sometimes it's like boy we're kind of safe in this tank but if we get out of this tank right now we're gonna be in trouble But also, if we stay in this tank long enough, they'll throw a grenade in the tank and get us. A lot of situations, like, that might only happen once in the movie, but. uh, uh, How
2: long was the film? uh, I
1: don't think it was super long. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is in it, too. LaBeouf. I think he has a mustache, and I believe uh, the story from the set was that he uh, refused to shower and smelled very, very bad. Because he was being method. You know, and those those tank guys during World War II were not uh, showering all the time. They were in the tank trying okay. to win the war. Okay. Then, once upon a time in Hollywood?
2: I, I have a very weird question, and I'm just learning about this for the first time. Okay. Once upon a time in Hollywood mm-hmm. is not
1: a true story.
2: Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's first collaboration. And I'm not talking about Growing Pains because <laughs> I was looking up that episode of Growing Pains and I think it was before Leonardo DiCaprio's character was on the show. Do you know about the show this movie The Audition, the 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 short film? No. The Audition is a 2015 short film directed by Marty Martin, Martin, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. It stars Robert De Niro Bobby Leonardo DiCaprio Leo and Brad Pitt Billy. playing fictionalized versions of themselves um, and they travel through Asia and compete against each other for a potential role in Scorsese's next film
1: was this just like a Chinese commercial for something? It was
2: an advertisement for two new Asian casinos. What? I knew it. It's the most expensive advertisement ever produced. It reportedly had a budget of $70 million. What? Topping the previous record of $33 million. Uh, The actors reportedly received a $13 million fee each for the two-day shoot. Two
1: how did they make a 25 minute movie with a 2 day shoot? I don't know. Even
2: Marty, he's a he's well, a, he's a magic Marty man. I Marty just
1: paid somebody else like uh, a B unit director.
2: I mean, he he's in it. Yeah. He plays himself in it. He's also the listed director. Uh the writer is Terrence Winter. Uh-huh. Who like uh Soprano's guy. Uh he wrote The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, he wrote Vinyl, the TV show. Oh, right. Uh, he, I think, created Boardwalk Empire. Okay. The, geez, it's, 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 uh, the world is such a weird place. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, you know, all of them are super talented, but also it sounds like they were paid enough that it was to like- that
2: phone it the that it was in. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: What do you want us to do? Yeah. You tell us and we'll do it. I'm not gonna, yeah, we have no- Artistic input here, and that's great. That's fine. We actually prefer it this way because now we can spend less time on it.
2: Yeah, it's just such a bizarre. It's pr- how is how was it? Why it was produced in part by Brett Ratner? Yeah, what? A- <sighs> There's a lot of
1: seventy million. I mean. Cats is famously, like, you know, a giant flop because it costs $100 million to make. Yeah. And there's $70 million, and nobody bought a ticket to go see it.
2: 16 minutes. 16, 16, minutes, 16 minutes
1: long. And it's probably mostly just, like, shots of the casino.
2: This is wild.
1: Yeah, we should watch that.
2: Yeah, we should. We should watch that and the 1987 film Hunk.
1: Yeah, and then maybe the episodes of... Uh, growing pains that he's in
2: all right we have our we we should have done our homework next week we'll do uh Brad Pitt part two <laughs> and see all the real shit.
1: uh he was also in ad Astra oh yeah not to be confused with Ed, Ed Asner, Asner. Uh, yeah uh which I haven't watched yet and I keep meaning to because it seems like the kind of hard sci-fi movie that's right up my alley
2: you want to come over and watch it
1: I want to come over and watch the audition. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay we'll
1: do a double feature <laughs> all right uh why do you have it
2: uh it's available on streaming well
1: why do i have to come to your house then?
2: i've been trying to convince my wife to watch oh it, really and
1: uh she's not into it sleep over tonight we'll watch it okay i'm in <laughs> call your wife tell her you're sleeping over
2: it's fair <laughs> she, you know what she's not she'd be like thank uh, Great. you know what? i don't even have to call
1: <laughs> her like you can do that every week <laughs> And you don't have to call me to tell me anymore. I'll just start assuming it. <laughs> if you like the show, you can find out more by going to TCGT.com. You can support the show by going to Amazon through TCGT.com slash Amazon uh, for your Amazon shopping. And by checking out our Patreon at patreon.com slash complete guide, where you get weekly episodes of a little show called Books Podcast, where this week, hey, if you like the Shila LaBeouf talk from earlier. <laughs>
2: The time you mentioned of in a sentence, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I said you didn't shower. Yeah. Uh, Tim books the podcast. Tim is uh, uh, right in the middle of the book holes, which Shia LaBeouf stars in. Which eventually I'll be watching the movie of. I'll tell you another movie I'll be watching. The audition. Um, uh, Patreon.com/slash/complete guide. You can get those episodes and all the back episodes of that as well. You can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim.
2: I was yeah. yawning, sorry.
1: Yeah, and that's that's all the plugs for right now. And check out the audition. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not audition, because audition is that uh No, this is film.
1: the audition. Yeah. The big audition. Like any of them would have to audition. Yeah, it's it's Wait, who is it? Brad Pitt, Leo, and who? <laughs>
2: Robert De Niro, who's been in <gasps> most of, of God, Martin yeah. Scorsese.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Bobby, I need you to audition for this one. I'm sorry. Look, you're, you're up against Brad Pitt Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio meet with Martin Scorsese at the City of Dreams Resort in Manila to audition for his newest film. Despite their long histories of working with Scorsese, the two actors learn they are competing against one another for the same role. Okay, Uh,
1: Leo and De Niro. Yeah. Because Brad Pitt hasn't been in a Scorsese movie, has he?
2: Um, not, I mean, (laughs) it's weird that we did a whole episode out of it, we never- uh... Was
1: seven years in Tibet, Scorsese? Maybe. He loves Tibet. Yeah. No, because it was Kun, uh, what was the name of that movie? Mm. Yeah, he did another Tibetan movie. Uh,
2: Scorsese explains that the potential role- to his two muses as they continue to Studio City in Macau. Mm-hmm. As De Niro and DiCaprio listen, both exhaust Scorsese with their personal cases as to why they are right for the part. This sounds actually kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> While the three have dinner in the hotel, Scorsese becomes inspired when he sees an advertisement an advertisement <laughs> featuring Brad Pitt. The three make their way towards Japan, where De Niro and DiCaprio make their final cases for the part. Scorsese then suddenly announces that neither are right for the role and quickly parts ways with the two. As De Niro and DiCaprio wonder why they were not selected, they catch Scorsese meeting with Pitt, who had arrived in Japan on short notice. De Niro and DiCaprio then realize that Pitt was chosen for the role. And the two walk off into the night in disappointment. What a fucking film!
1: So, also the idea is that Robert De Niro discovered Brad Pitt through an ad. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's like who's this? Who's this guy? I've never heard of him. I, I never considered
2: this. Cast: Robert De Niro as himself. Mm-hmm. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio as himself. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt as himself slash Aaron Cross. <laughs> All right. Martin Scorsese as himself. Rodrigo Prieto as himself. And that's it. <laughs> There's just this other guy in it. He's probably like the waiter or something. Yeah.
1: And they're like, yeah, you know what? We're not giving people character names.
2: Oh, oh, no, no. He's he's the lead cinematographer for Marty. Oh, okay. Okay. Um.
1: So he's probably he probably has like one line where he's like, uh, Marty, we have to get the shot. Yeah, exactly.
2: And <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they paid him 13 million dollars. I mean, he him. probably still got
1: paid like more than he's ever gotten paid for uh, uh, a DP job We should before. convince
2: a Chinese can- casino to <sighs> oh, to be like, hey, you know what you need? Like God, I would love an eight more. minute long mini episode <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. And look,
1: we'll do it for 35 million dollars. <laughs> And we'll let you tell us exactly what we have to say in it. That's fine.
2: You want us to renounce the United States government? Yeah, we'll do it. That's fine.
1: Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week.
0: That was a HeadGum Podcast.